growing up, it was something about not ever weighing more than 200 pounds. I was like, okay, my whole life, I don't pass this threshold. I'm good. I'm good. And then once I did, I was like, uh uh-oh. And now you're listening to the Sugar Free Podcast. Welcome to the tea party, friends. Now tell me, girl, how you like your tea. You know it's sugar free. Now tell me, girl, how you like your tea. Up in here, we like it sugar free. Come through, stop by, get up with me. With your girl sitting back, I'm a little crazy. Ooh, right here with me. It's where you wanna be. Wanna be. Let's get it sugar free. Yeah. Now tell me, girl. Me, girl. How you like your tea? How you like your tea? You know it's sugar free. Hey friends! Hey! What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yes! We in here! We out here! We up here! For the premiere episode of season two of the Sugar Free Podcast. Can I get a round of applause? Please, can we for that? Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I knew that this day was coming and I knew that we would make it here, but actually being present in this moment is such a special feeling and occasion. So let's just take a moment to sit in it. Okay, moment up. Yes! Now that we've sat in the glory of this moment, let's get right on into this premiere episode. So today we are talking about body image, size, and weight for women of color. This is a love letter specifically to women of color. Not that I don't love all my other women out there and my men, but there is something about beauty standards, weight standards that just don't seem fair when it comes to women of color. And so today I want to talk about body image, weight and size in a way that addresses the topic specifically for women of color. And why do I say specifically for women of color? So y'all know, and I know you know, just nod your head in agreement. uh, When you go to the doctor's office, right? And every time you go to the doctor's office and you say, something's wrong with me. And then they put you on a scale and they be like, oh, well, you're overweight. What? What you mean I'm overweight? I go to the gym every day. I don't eat anything but air sandwiches. Your girl looking fly. What you mean I'm overweight? Right? Because my levels are good, right? (laughs) Like my cholesterol is good. My blood pressure's good. All of that's good. The only thing that doesn't make sense is my weight. But I am healthy. But that seems to be the answer for everything because the scales and the measures that have been cultivated to determine health do not apply to us. I don't know why. I don't know if we just big boned it, if that's really actually a thing that we've been ignoring all this time. I don't know. But the scales as it applies to our bodies just don't seem appropriate. 
And so I want to have a conversation today about that, about loving our bodies the way that they are, at the sizes that they are, trying to figure out and determine what scales may be more appropriate for our body shapes and body types, and then letting go of all the shame that we've carried all these years for not fitting into a box that was never created for us. Now look, friends, let me make something very, very clear here, okay? I am not saying, this is what I'm not instructing us to do. I am not saying that we should just be unhealthy, eat whatever we want, and then just accept that. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're doing all the things, if you are moving your body, if you are eating well, if you are taking care of your mental health, if you are doing all the things that you're supposed to do and the scale still says 200 pounds, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. We just going to accept that, okay? If you on a wellness journey and you trying to lose some weight and you get to the end and you got your snap back on your hot girl summer ready and the scale still says 195 pounds that's okay you are well you are healthy and you are beautiful so that's what this episode is about it's not about being real thin it's about redefining what the picture of health looks like and what the picture of health weighs Who said we was supposed to be 150 pounds? They lied. That's not appropriate. Okay. We could be 170, 180, 190, even 200 plus pounds and still be the picture of perfect health. Okay. So that's why this episode is specifically for my ladies of color because what they didn't say at the doctor's office, you know what my doctor didn't say? He didn't say that them thighs and that booty, it weigh a little bit more. You good, girl. Okay? You good. Because them thighs, honey, at least an extra 5, 10 pounds. So you good. Don't worry about that. But they don't say that, right? They just say you're overweight. And they use that as an excuse to ignore what's really ailing you. What's really making you ill. Right. And so the standards and the scales that have been put in place is another means of ignoring women of color when we say we're hurting and we're not accepting it anymore. And we're also not accepting that our bodies are any less than or any less beautiful or any lower functioning than anyone else's. We are fantastic. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into this episode. So I'm so very excited to welcome today Dr. Yes, a real doctor. Okay, not Dr. Drake. Real Dr. Tangi Great, who is a pharmacist, a health and wellness coach, a wife, a mom, and our best friend in our heads. So please, Tangi, tell the good people who you are and what you do. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. Yes. Hey, we're so excited to have you. So, so excited. So my name is Dr. Tangi Great. But yes, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this. We're friends. So please call me Tangi Tang. Just not Tangerine. Don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, put some respect on your name, doctor. (laughs) 
Dr. Tangi, Tangi, whichever is fine, but I am a community pharmacist manager. So the company that I work for is a local community pharmacy. I won't put it on here, but if you live in the Hampton area, you know, you can run up on your girl. You can see me. And I'm also a confidence slash confidence coach. So I am all things wellness. And that is also something that I do. I am a wife to my college sweetheart. And I'm a mama to a very independent, strong willed two year old. <laughs> Name <laughs> Yes. Well, we are so, so excited to have you here for this very important discussion because so transparency moment for me and I'm sure for a lot of women, especially women of color and black women out there, I have struggled a lot to love on my body and be happy with the skin that I'm in, especially because we are constantly inundated and with this idea that our body type is not the ideal standard. And I even see like people saying things like how um, the current aesthetic is mimicking black women's bodies. But the, the current aesthetic, yes, that is in style that is popular is like curvy with hips but mm-hmm. you know i ain't got no washboard abs it's like a two inch waist that we, ain't me you know all like that <laughs> <laughs> we do not and so i'm so glad that we can have you here so that you can tell us a little bit about your journey of loving your body and so that hopefully some of that will rub off on us and you can give us some tips and tricks for how you know we can really love and embrace our bodies so my first question that i want to start with is have you ever struggled with your body image or how you view your body and what's your story Mm-hmm. So I would say, like many women listening to this podcast, body image is something that I have always, I felt like struggled with, especially if you grew up in the 90s. So this thing of like plus size sections that like, if you were born in 1992, 1991, that didn't exist. That wasn't a thing. You either were the size or you weren't. And so just growing up wanting to be smaller that's what they portrayed on the music videos that's what you saw growing up is black women who were smaller and even if they weren't black women women in general were just smaller so I feel like I always wanted to be in a smaller body but I wasn't the only difference is I think I kind of just accepted that my body didn't look like that younger because of my mom. So my mom, she's a renaissance woman, I like to say. She never was about trying to fit in. She always was like, no, you need to stand out. She would say all the time, these stores, I don't know what they doing. Who who can fit into this? This isn't right. No, there's nothing wrong with your body. Even when I went to the doctor and there's a, tons of research that shows that the BMI scale is like not meant for everybody. And she was like, there is nothing wrong with my daughter. She is healthy. And my parents did the thing. They took me to the doctor. They did the blood test. And it showed out like everything was fine. My body was working fine. My blood pressure was good. Cholesterol, 
blood sugar, all that was good. And then when my mom got that, she was like, no, these doctors don't know what they're talking about. And she really worked to find clothes to fit my body that made me feel good. And that was still, you know, trendy because, you know, when you're a little girl or a young teenager, a young woman, you still want to be able to wear what you're friends wore so I just had a real good support system at home so I wanted to be smaller secretly I strive for it but at the same time when you're 13 14 15 your body is how it is you just do what you can do and so I kind of just was like well this is it I this is just my body and that was fine and it wasn't until I got to college to where I actively wanted to pursue losing weight and I think it's because you know you go to college you're a freshman you well we went to Hampton so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the listener we got another Hamptonian oh. on the podcast today <laughs> <laughs> so the culture all on it we can have a whole yeah. other <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but it wasn't really until I got to college and you know you gained that freshman 15 I definitely did and my clothes didn't fit anymore, things like that. And so I was like, okay, this is when I think I may want to actually try pursue to lose weight a little bit. And that's kind of like where it kind of started. It's like, you know, that like my inner mean girl isn't really that mean. She's mean, but she's like, you look good, but you will look better. <laughs> <laughs> your stomach was a little bit more flat and if you know your arm didn't jiggle so much you're still cute <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know because I sometimes feel like we hear people who are like they had terrible self-esteem and stuff like that and I don't think that's every woman's story some women love themselves but you still have that deep desire like yeah. I need the skill to say and growing up, it was something about not ever weighing more than 200 pounds. My whole life I was like, if I don't pass this threshold, I'm good. I'm good. And then once I did, I was like, uh mm. oh, okay. Now you're, this is the number you never wanted to go past. Mm. Now what you going to do and by this point, years later, I'm in my doctoral program. And I just had to be like, girl, we going to have to just put this on the back burner because the goal is to graduate on time. Yes. <laughs> so my wellness and weight loss journey, I kind of it just kind of took a backseat. I really didn't think about it at that point in time. It just was like, whatever. It wasn't until I graduated where here I am, the heaviest I've ever been at this point. I think I'm like. To 75 and I'm saying numbers on here mm. because I grew up to where it was like taboo to share your weight or whatever so yeah. I, I like to share openly because they're just mm. numbers but the most important thing I want people to pay attention to is how I felt about yeah. myself at that weight so none of well, I also <laughs> appreciate you sharing the numbers because some it's because we don't have those external markers and standards outside of the unhealthy ones and so we mm-hmm. understand, right, that BMI is not the proper scale for us, but what is? And so you you still are holding on to those traditional markers that you know aren't appropriate for your body or your health. Um, and so I feel like subconsciously and internally, it's still eating away at you with these numbers. So I'm going to share my I'm going to share my number, too, because I had. Well, I had some numbers too. So when I started college, I was 135 pounds. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I left college, I was 180 pounds. So mm-hmm. the <laughs> the in college glow up 
blow up, freshman 15, whatever. I experienced that. Mm-hmm. And so now I am almost 32 years old and I'm 180 mm-hmm. pounds. Mm-hmm. Again. And so I've gone up and down on the scale. But at this point, like at 20, 22, 180 pounds, not OK. And I and I wanted to lose that weight. But at 32, child, listen, this <laughs> this 180, I'm good with it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. You know, I'm, I'm good with it now. But but I appreciate you for starting the conversation and sharing those numbers because we need those. We need to know. OK, she's that's what 180 pounds looks like, right? Because people think in their mind, 180 pounds, oh, you're obese, you're overweight. And like, no, 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 no. 180 pounds looks like this. You'd be surprised. And like, and that's, that is the whole point. So it's crazy because you, like you just said, you don't, you think in your mind, this is what a 180 pound person looks like. This is what a 180 pound person can do. But when you take that number out of it and you focus on how you feel, what really can you do? Because I think about when I was at my smallest, I think that was maybe 175. For my ideal BMI and height, I'm supposed to be a 160. I think I was 160 pounds maybe when I was like 13. Come on now. Like what, what you, is that? And even then I wanted to be smaller. And I look back at my old pictures when I was a child and I was like, girl, it was actually, you look like the other kids. So it's like, there was nothing. <laughs> what were you thinking? But that's you. because that's what was all the time, what you saw. So subconsciously you think, you know, a 200 pound, 180 pound person is overweight, you know, they're not physically fit, maybe they're not athletic. And so I know I definitely had those numbers in my mind. And at 275, I definitely was not those things. But it wasn't because of the weight, I just wasn't doing anything that whole time. Like when I was in college, my health wasn't a priority. I was just living my best college life. And if I did want to lose weight, you know, we all did the things real quick to job it before Miami. I did the things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so let's let's back up a little bit. So what were some of those unhealthy habits that you were partaking in that led to you getting to that uncomfortable weight? Not only like the actual like what you were doing physically or eating, but also those unhealthy mental habits. Okay. So let's start with nutrition first, because that's the last thing that we want to change, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let me give a little backstory. So I gained the most weight when I moved off campus and I had to like adult, adult, cook my own meals, do my own thing. And that was a lot. And so at so, this point, you were in your doctoral program. Yeah. So at this point, I'm in my doctoral program and I'm off campus trying to figure out how to feed myself. And if anyone's ever been there, that is a hard thing to do because this whole time you're thinking eating healthy is hard. And also, I really didn't know how to cook. I grew up, my parents cooked for me. I didn't really know what I was doing. So mm. I'm eating a lot of quick, fast meals, fast food, Chick-fil-A things like that. Um, If I was cooking at home, it was like easy things to cook, like maybe Mm -hmm. spaghetti, because you really, you know, that's an easy starter meal, Mm -hmm. just eating late. So Mm -hmm. usually eating at nine, a lot, you know, on the weekends of drinking, and Mm -hmm. then I 
eating late, you know, those <laughs> late cookout runs or Wawa if you're from the 757, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about or whatever. I know, girl. Change <laughs> that late, um, not getting enough rest. So, and I kind of skipped around. So the eating late nutrition, not drinking enough water, those are kind of the nutrition things. Definitely not being concerned with eating vegetables, not drinking enough water, a lot of like energy drinks, because at this point I'm in grad school, so I'm trying to do all the things. Um, As far as movement, exercise was kind of those things, like if my friends invited me to the gym, maybe I would go, but I didn't have like a standard routine. So I wasn't going to the gym daily. It was kind of like, if I went, I went, if I didn't, but my lifestyle was pretty sedentary because I spent eight hours a day in class sitting, yeah, I came home. I was sitting and studying besides from walking to and fro from where I was going. So no physical activity. And then mentally, I really didn't have any practices of just renewing myself. Like I wasn't mm. like compared to myself. Now I didn't have like a gratitude practice. I didn't have a morning routine. Like many people, I started my day with Instagram I just had <laughs> when that became a thing. <laughs> well, if you're starting your day on Instagram with the sugar free podcast, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started my day, you know, just focusing on all the things but myself. And that's kind of where my routines were when I was in gra- grad school. And all that over time leads to weight loss. Because sometimes we think, Oh, it's only because I'm eating Chick-fil-A every day, which that might be a reason too, but it's not the only reason. It's also how much are you moving your body? What is it may not Chick-fil-A a couple of times a week isn't bad, but you know, that one donut we think is just the sweets. We think we need to up our workout, but it's kind of all of it together. Some finding something that we can do consistently. And I wasn't doing that at all while I was in grad school, that kind of led to the weight loss. So those are some of the habits that if you find yourself doing that now, like, hey, I really don't. Like, if you look at your steps, if you have an Apple Watch, or any other time of thing, you really think like, how often are you standing? Things like that. And I wasn't doing none of that. No, I totally understand. Because even, you know, whether you're in school I think that the transition for a lot of young adults and professionals from college or from school mm-hmm. to working is a huge transition too in terms of lifestyle change. And you maybe go from running to class, you know, at least getting that opportunity from walking, you know, in between class. Maybe you have <laughs> PE, maybe you play a sport and you're involved in either varsity athletics or intramural athletics and even even going to those parties right like you you could burn a lot of calories at a holland jam right <laughs> you definitely <laughs> and then now like when you're transitioning into being a working adult you're sitting down all day you're not moving around as much the thing that gets all young adults transitioning into working full-time and this is what I always caution against for people do not eat the snacks in the break room that gets people every time the snacks in the break room and the soda fountain we have a soda fountain like that the free the free stuff just available I'm like it's a trap you're like oh I'm just gonna get these pretzels it's a trap because today it's the pretzels tomorrow it's the chips and then it's the little cookie and before you know at the end of the week you've consumed like 
2000 extra calories just off of emptiness that you didn't even want or need, but it was just nibbling on because it was there. You didn't even want the cookie, but someone presented it to you and you ate it, which I get, you know, (laughs) I do, too. But that's always my my caution for (laughs) new young professionals. So. So to get back to your journey, so you realize that you had kind of fallen into this rut, I feel like, is it get like mm-hmm. this rut of your routine because you were busy with school? And mm-hmm. so you had gotten to this weight that you were uncomfortable. What was the turning point for you? Like, at what point did you say, I'm ready to make a change? The really wanting to become a mom was a turning point for me before Mm. anything else that I tried was kind of like, you know, it was like a yo-yo. I would lose a little bit, gain it weight. You know, it wasn't I wasn't invested in forming habits or being consistent. And I knew that consistency and habits, that's what allowed me to graduate from my doctoral program on time Mm -hmm. at a young age. And so I knew that I needed that if I really wanted to be consistent in my motherhood and being a bomb. And to be honest, I was also a little bit of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not terrified, but desperation in a sense, because Mm. I... I had seen what it was like when my friends close to me didn't prioritize their health during their pregnancy, after their pregnancy. I've had so many horror stories about postpartum depression and mom saying, I just didn't have any time for myself. I gained this weight. I didn't like my body. And I was like, okay, I'm not really liking how I am now. At 275, my clothes don't fit. I don't have energy now. Getting pregnant, trying to do that. And then once he he gets here, here she gets here. I am definitely not going Mm. to have the energy. And how I am, I'm always like an over-preparer anyway. And so I was like, well, you got to get it together. And so I went searching for something to help me get it together. And so first, you know, you try your friends and stuff like that, but I didn't have any real examples around me of women who actually pursued their wellness journey because they knew they wanted to get pregnant. I hadn't really heard about it. I didn't know anybody who really did it. I didn't know anyone personally who actually like started a wellness journey and then kept it up when they got pregnant. Like I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) that that was foreign to me and so I didn't have any examples but I knew what I didn't want and so I was like whatever you have to do now before you get pregnant during the nine months while you are pregnant so that you are prepared when he or she gets here that's what you're going to do and that's really what sparked it for me I needed something bigger than I just want to fit into my old jeans because that didn't that never worked for me it it didn't Mm. work it didn't lead to consistency So that was really the turning point. Mm, That's so interesting because you're right. I don't know too many women who say, oh, I'm about to have a baby. Now's a good time to start, (laughs) (laughs) start, you know, and so. So I I have another question before we talk more Mm -hmm. about your your actual weight loss journey while pregnant. What do you feel like was your internal feeling and emotion in terms of how you viewed yourself? And your body at the point where you felt like you were ready to make a change, like, were you feeling good and confident or like what what was the emotional 
So internally, I wasn't confident. But so, you know, if you feel that saying like you, you just got it. Sometimes you're just tired of your own shit. Like that was at that point. Like sometimes <laughs> you, tired. you have yeah. to get tired of your own self. And at this point, yeah. I was tired because I had tried the personal trainer. That kind of worked. I had tried, you know, just all the things and nothing was consistent. So I was like, okay. What you gonna do, girl? But like, yeah. what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So I was how I kind of was feeling at the time. If that kind of makes sense, it was like uh, I was so yeah. ready for the change. So not bad, but kind of being honest with myself instead of critical. Because I heard some like sometimes we're critical with ourselves and we're nitpicking, but just really being honest in a loving way. Like, okay, honestly, you say you've been consistent, but you really are. Mm. <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> I I feel that I feel like when I was at my highest well because I'm there again but when I had reached this way <laughs> once before <laughs> um right before starting law school the turning point for me was seeing myself in a picture <laughs> and we yes, we talked about that. You 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 don't even realize don't how much weight you've put on until you see that reflected back at you in a photograph. And I I remember the picture very clearly. So I'm originally from Las Vegas, and I was out on New Year's Eve with my friends, and I had on this pink bodycon one shoulder dress. And that night I. Yes, girl. I thought I was in. Yes, I was on fire. And then I got home and I looked at the pictures and I was like, oh, what happened to you, girl? Me? Yes. (laughs) Right. Even with a body shaper on, I was like, had all the undergarments. I had Spanx on. I had take right. Everything. I thought I was right like in there and I looked at myself and I was like girl you still busting out of that dress like a Pillsbury dough can with the biscuits coming out right and so that I think was a turning point for me was seeing my body reflected back at me in that picture because like you said the change of your body sometimes can happen gradually. It's not like I went from, you know, 130 to 180 pounds in a month. It was gradual over four or five years. And when the change happens gradually like that, it can sneak up on you. And it just it definitely snuck up on me to where I was like, oh, we need to get this together. Yes. And I'm sure everyone has that picture where, especially if you're already a confident person, you have that picture and you think you out. You just, yeah. You go back and you go, woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not posting none of these. <laughs> none of these are getting, these are, these are great. I had a great, great memories, but I will not be sharing any of these with the world. And honestly, yeah, that was a moment where I felt like that too, which is strange for me because I love having my picture taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love having picture taken. I've always been that way. And so not wanting to post or not even post, but not wanting to take a picture or like taking the picture just to take it, but knowing that I would never look at it again because I didn't like the way it looked. That definitely is something that I've experienced as well at that point. I feel you, girl. The struggle is real. The struggle. But we on the other side of the struggle. now. (laughs) So (laughs) 
now that you're on the other side of the struggle and getting back to your story about your journey to health and wellness while pregnant, what were some tactics or um, skills or practices that you implemented in order to remain consistent? Because I feel like implementing a regular routine is difficult when you're not carrying a whole other human inside of you. So I can only imagine having <laughs> something else right hanging on you and trying to get up and move your body. So how did you get that routine? Like that is impressive. Okay, so we're getting to the point of the story of how I even got into calling myself a wellness coach in general, right? This is where that story starts. So I had a friend that I went to pharmacy school with. And at this point, we had met up. I had went to go visit my dad in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Her husband were living there. And she had kind of talked to me about doing this online community thing. But I was kind of like, ah, I've done that before. It didn't work. I really not feeling it. Mm. But then I had saw her post someone else who seemed like they were in the same stage of life as me. Like they were a mom, they were consistent, you know, they were still able to work out with it. Helping and, and like, that's like, when I saw that person, I was like, mm. I want to be like that. Mm. <laughs> How do I be like, what, what do I have to do to be like that? And so mm. she was like, sign up for this online community and you know why not call yourself a coach and I was like uh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) no ma'am I'm not doing that I'm not I was like I don't know about it but honestly she started me off with a 20 minute a day program and I got lured in with saying okay girl if you can't if you ain't got 20 minutes what you got if you ain't got 20 minutes and that's kind of where I started in the community that I joined kind of had everything. And so I guess being willing to be coachable, it's really where it started. So being willing to receive the help that was offered to me, even though, because sometimes things are offered to you in certain seasons and it's not your season for it. Mm. And so I get that. So someone will present you with the opportunity and it may, you may not be ready for that opportunity at that time. But this was when mm. it was presented to me again, I was like, okay, you know what? What could it hurt? What if you actually do get into the best shape of your life? What's the worst? The, the, you know, what What if you could, Dan? Like, what if you actually could do it? <laughs> and, and there was nothing to lose. I mean, and she told me I could get my money back if I didn't like it in 30 days. And so I was like, well, if I don't like it, I'm getting my money back. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where it started. And so the community had everything I needed, the workouts were at home so I was able to do them at home and she started me with my first personal development book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy and at this point I'm not pregnant so I started reading that and that book kind of was really what helped me help me form the habits because it's all about small changes to get big results. And so I was like, okay, Tanji, what can you do every single day? So I started getting up 30 minutes earlier, right? Because at this point, AJ's not here. And that was hard. You know, like when I AJ is your son. Yeah, AJ is my son. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking like (laughs) AJ is my son. He wasn't here yet. So I got usually before work at the time, I had to be at work for nine 
I was getting up maybe 7.30-ish, brush, shower, do the thing. So I started getting up at 6.30, 7. And which, you know, as I said, that was a struggle. I wasn't getting up that early. I started doing that to get my workout in. Stuck to that. Then I was like, okay, the book talked about. Instead of uh, listening to the radio at the time, I was listening to the breakfast club in the mornings on my way to work. Let's listen to something motivational. So that's how I got into listening to podcasts. So I used mm. to listen to the quote of the day. And it's like a 10-minute podcast. And that's how long my commute is to work. Mm. So I pop that in and I start listening to that every day. That's a blessing. I'm in Atlanta. So a 10-minute commute. <laughs> listen. <laughs> yes, that's it for the morning routine. For meal prep, for me... I kind of do it like I don't meal prep for the whole week because that isn't conducive to my lifestyle. So I would say with meal prepping, you have to kind of figure out what works for you. If you're a person who works Monday through Friday and you're off on the weekends, then, you know, maybe actually blocking out your time to say I'm going to meal prep for the week on Sundays, you know, because that's what you see usually on social media people like meal prep day and they do all the things that you can meal prep or sunday you can start with a couple of days at a time but every day is not perfect you know like some yeah. days like tonight is dinner ready <laughs> no it's not am i going to <laughs> no That won't be the one cookie gets so we'll probably be ordering out but that's kind of what i love about one of the solutions that I found is how my nutrition is. I have learned some of the tools to where I can eat out and it won't be a thing, you know, as figuring out what to eat out and things like that. Can I say that one of the things that I love about watching your journey is that you don't preach perfection and you're like, okay, you know, I didn't meal prep today and that's okay. Or, you know, because when people are like, oh, I do this every day without fail. It's just like, that's not realistic for most people. Like most people's lives aren't set up for perfection. If you don't have a plan that accounts for some level of disruption, then you can almost assuredly plan to fail. And so that's what I love about the plan that you have for your wellness journey is that it accounts for the disruptions of life. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing that I love about, you know, your journey that I've witnessed is that you have celebrated your body all along the way. I love that. Right. (laughs) Yes. At every point, at every stage, you're like, I look fly. I look good on my mind. Right. Like even (laughs) even if you're not at the point of where, you know, you're your end goal. And I don't know what that is. You, you know what I mean? Like every mm-hmm. stage you're like, I look good. Even when you are pregnant and you are still on your journey, like that's something that I loved because as a woman, that's something that I struggled with is loving my body, no matter what stage it's in. Mm-hmm. And no matter what stage of the journey that I'm on. So I just wanted to to let you know that that I appreciate that. And so when you talk about your coaching, mm-hmm. is that part of your messaging to women about how to 
love their bodies at every stage and then also to develop plans that embrace the imperfections. Like tell us about your coaching style and and method as it relates to what you've learned on this journey. Exactly. Exactly. So absolutely. I would say that honestly, that is one of the secret, like my secret sauce behind staying consistent this time because I mean my wellness journey was almost three years ago from when it started and Mm. I've been able to be consistent since well AJ was born in 2019 it's 2021 Mm. and so I look back at like my last three Thanksgivings and I look exactly the same and Mm. I couldn't say that three years ago Mm. I maybe did. Maybe I was smaller. Maybe I was (laughs) (laughs) And that really comes from, I would say, learning to love myself and find confidence along the way and honor myself at the same time. Because I kind of feel like any other type of weight loss journey I've been on before, I didn't have mile markers along the way that didn't have to do with measuring myself on the scale or taking my measurements. I didn't have anything else really to celebrate, like how strong I was getting, how my endurance Mm. was improving. And so that's kind of one of the caveats to uh, starting a bonus journey pregnant is you're going to have to get used to that scale going up. (laughs) (laughs) can I ask you a question before you move on from so what are your thoughts about utilizing a scale and using it as your you know kind of litmus test on this journey um I have nothing against the scale I think that it's a great tool to use but I would say that if you get on the scale and what comes up for you if the number isn't what you want to say if you automatically start talking back to yourself like oh my god girl what you doing I can't believe you gained this weight I can't believe you ate that you shouldn't have ate that if those are the types of things that are said to you then I think it's time for you to cut back on how much you're getting on the scale and so in the beginning that was me I definitely had those feelings when I would get on the scale, I would immediately feel like if it went up, like, girl, what did you eat? You shouldn't have ate that and like go down this spiral. And so what I had to do was I really had to stop weighing myself. Mm. And some days, even now, I still get on the scale and I'd be like, what the what? (laughs) You know, Listen, the only time I get on the scale is at the doctor. Okay, that's it. (laughs) You know, and I'd be like, going on but I know that it's like okay I'm able to switch my mindset and be like well it does hinge you gained an extra five pounds you had fun this weekend remember you had cocktails with your lady friends <laughs> remember you enjoyed that good pazuki from BJ that's <laughs> 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 why okay we good so, and also not getting on the scale after you know you had a fun time like mm. what it's like torture like you know like you going to see how much weight you gain like that's mm. not healthy like you purposely going to torture yourself to know oh let me see how much what 
I did. Why? I feel like maybe it's a hopeful thing because when I've done that in the past, it's like maybe maybe it wasn't that bad. Like you just want reassurance, right? That you know maybe you did some things that were not a part of your wellness journey, uh-huh. your your physical wellness journey. Because I'm sure you had a great time, right? But you're like, oh, you know, maybe it was just a pound's worth. You know, like maybe it's one pound. If I get on and it's only one pound, I'm gonna feel real good about myself. Yeah, but most of the time it's not. <laughs> it's not, but I also feel like you do it because so now, like I said, for me now, I don't get on the scale at all. I don't care if I if I, I just don't do it because it doesn't make me feel good about myself. I'm like, I'm gonna go do that to myself. But in the past, mm-hmm. my thinking was trying to figure out how much food I could consume, how much drink I could consume, how much I could not work out, and it would cause a weight gain. Like sometimes you know what I mean? You're trying to figure out like Where's the limit? Sweet, right? Like, what's my sweet spot? Like, how much do I actually need to do? How? What are my limits? I agree with that, but here's the caveat: is so if you are doing it hopeful to see what your limit is, when you maybe you don't gain anyway, you like okay, girl, this is it because I've done that before too to be like, oh, okay, so you thought that this was causing you to gain? It wasn't. You're good, but it's how you talk to yourself and how you feel when it's more than just that pound maybe it's five pounds and how you're in how you internally talk to yourself like you see that five pounds and automatically you go on instagram and you start looking for a slim tummy tea and i'm talking about myself <laughs> at this point like i'm slim <laughs> so, you know you a vinegar cleanse but you know because of the weekend that you had personally for me I don't agree with that because yes, those things work, but they're not sustainable. And I'm all about consistency and sustainability. So these routines and these habits you have to fall back on when times do get hard, right? Because life isn't always going to be butterflies and roses. You're like, what's going on? It's overwhelming. And you feel like, F it all, I'm just going to eat a cookie instead. You know, because that's just when I get overwhelmed. <laughs> You know what? Have a like that's my default because I am, I'm an emotional eater. I know that. So if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling happy, <laughs> if yeah. I'm celebrating, I want to eat. And so I feel like just to get back to your question, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with the scale. I feel like it depends on each person's individual as a person at different places. You know, me three years ago. I could, I was where you was at. I couldn't get on the scale regularly and accept the the number. It didn't make me feel good. And so I think it's not a bad thing for the scale. It just all depends on how you interpret it to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like this has been, this has been really great. This mm-hmm. has been such a great conversation and I'm so glad that you've been able to talk to us because loving ourselves, loving our bodies, the things that we're saying to ourselves is so super important. So I want to wrap it up mm-hmm. with, with one or two last questions. So mm-hmm. as coach Tangi, let's put your coach mm-hmm. Tangi hat on. What advice do you have for women who are struggling to love their bodies? Okay, so if you're struggling to love your body, I think that you should daily get in the mirror and force yourself 
to say something that you like about yourself. Now, I would say like booty, but out the birth, you know, birthday suit, no clothes on that. But that might be rather for some people, you know, people doing that. So whatever, maybe you're in your lounge or whatever, but looking at yourself daily in the mirror and finding something that you really like about yourself. So for me at the time, it was like, like I had my one like shoulder muscle or something. And I was like, I'll be like, Ooh, I like this one shoulder muscle or my smile or whatever it is, yeah. you know, what a, and just saying that kind thing to yourself every single day in the mirror until you, and then you'll start finding more things. I think mirror work is amazing. I love it. And I didn't realize how much women some women don't take the time to just appreciate themselves when they look in the mirror. Sometimes we're so critical. All we see are the things that we want to change. But there's so many things that are about our bodies that we like, but we don't even know it because we don't take the time to, uh, you know, to notice it and appreciate it. And even if it's just one yeah. thing, say it over and over again, and then I'm sh- you will find more things as you practice. That's one. Yeah. Should I give more than one, or how many did you want me to do? Just one. Oh no! Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I'm ready to stand naked every day in the mirror and say something nice about myself, but I could definitely, you know, I could start maybe, you know, I don't. With with my with my um tank top one and maybe yeah, we can work up to sports pajamas. bra. Yeah, we can we can work yeah, up to that. Work up <laughs> affirmations. I love that's another thing that I love for women to say in the mirror. You can buy affirmation cards and pull one every morning. Girl, listen. <laughs> kudos to you. And so, one final question. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for women who are looking to take this the first step mm-hmm. on their wellness journey? What is your advice for these women? Okay, so I have a three-tier system in my head. I would think you can think of like an inner circle, an outer, and then like another bigger one. And so the first thing I would say for women is... Take time to really think about why you want to start this wellness journey besides for physically what you look like. Really ask yourself, how do I want to feel? What would happen to me in the future if I don't change anything and I stay the same? How does that make you feel? Do you like that woman that doesn't move her body, wakes up late, doesn't have energy, doesn't like the way she feels in that clothes, in her clothes? Do you like that woman? No? Okay, let's figure out what do you really want? How do you want your best self to be? And make decisions from that place because sometimes we make decisions from like where we are right now versus who we really want to be and I will start with that first your why because yes losing weight is amazing it makes you feel good all those things I'm not discounting that I think that is a noble thing everyone starts their wellness (laughs) journey that way but you have to be able to be willing to say, okay, yes, I want to lose weight, but how do I want to feel? Because just focusing on the weight doesn't lead to consistency because you will get to the point to where you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to buy a bigger pair of jeans, which is fine if you get to that point. (laughs) 
And I guess this is it, right? Even though you know that's not really what you want, but you if you know a feeling that you're after, that you're chasing, that's more likely to get you started. The next thing I would say... Can I ask you a follow-up question too? So when you talk about feeling mm-hmm. in terms of what we should be paying attention to, are you talking about our emotional feelings, like what our, our self-talk, what we're saying to ourselves or how we're feeling physically? Like, am I get, getting out of breath, walking up a flight of stairs or both? Both, both actually. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about feel, it's, it's both. It's emotionally how you feel and physically. The next tier of the, the uh, circle, I would be community. Um, any journey, I don't think, should be done in isolation. I mean, your environment is everything. So yeah. if you're not in an environment that fosters who you want to grow into it doesn't matter your work will be for it will be for nothing it'll just you'll be pushing a boulder uphill uphill and just keep on rolling down back at you so (laughs) (laughs) your community is so important and I know it sounds cliche people like community community but it's true you know when you think you see it in nature all the time when flowers go you don't see just one wildflower that's blooming you see 20 (laughs) it's it's the community it's that soil that you're planted in it's so important so finding the community where that is an accountability buddy but most importantly maybe taking that comfort zone and joining a community of people who are where you want to be versus who are at the same point as you because I think for me I know I got I felt a little bit intimidated of maybe being around certain people when it came to wellness because I felt like Oh, I'm not as fit as them. You know, what is it? But I think being a community of kind of like mix and match of being surrounded, of course, by some people who are where you want to be because they'll rub off on you. You know, they'll be able to tell you those tips and tricks that they're doing to stay consistent versus your friend who is in the same boat as you you know y'all both don't know you're both out here (laughs) you both you guys are supporting each other but you guys still both really don't know what to do and that may look like a personal trainer that may look like an online group that may look like my wellness community where you have to find the fit if that's good for you and the last thing the outer is start developing small healthy habits. You don't have to always start so big. I think sometimes we overcomplicate it and we're like, I need to work out every day for an hour. Like, no, girl, like, let's start. (laughs) Let's start small, like small steps make a big change. If you're a soda drinker, cut down to maybe only three cans a week. Start by drinking more water and doing that consistently and make small habits because small habits lead to big changes. So those are the three things I would say your why, your community and developing small habits that you can stick to every day are a great place to start for anybody who wants to start a wellness journey. I love that. I love that. I, I mean, the way you describe it, it sounds a lot like we going to AA for our bodies. <laughs> I mean, I ain't never been, but just from what I've seen on TV, you know, we, we got to get a sponsor, you know, we, we weaning ourselves off, you know, maybe we just having two cigarettes a week, we getting a patch, you know, like all of that. No, seriously though, but you know, you think about it, people who follow the steps in AA who work the steps, they stay sober. That's true. And it's just, 
it's the same concept. And so it's so funny that you put it like that because I never thought about it. I never thought about it like that. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. So before we let you go, we got to end with our sugar free quickies. Yes. So those are our quick fire either or questions that we always have our guests answer. Okay, okay, okay. I'm really excited. Okay, so for a workout, Mm -hmm. you doing hiking. Mm-hmm. or lifting weights what you doing what would you prefer uh, where, where are we hiking are we like out <laughs> is it, are we hiking like yeah. is it summer is it fall because Girl, it's crazy. nice outside okay it's nice it's nice 75 it's, it's comfortable it's comfortable i'm, I'm hiking i'm hiking <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. For breakfast, mm-hmm. eggs or smoothie? Eggs. Mm. Okay. I love breakfast. It's my favorite meal of the day. Smoothie is just for like, cause I'm working. I gotta, I need to eat something quick, but if I had my choice, we choose an egg. Okay. See, mm-hmm. I, I do a smoothie every day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> every day for breakfast because it's easy it's simple it's go-to but I, but you're right if I, if I have the time and the energy I'll whip up some eggs okay next question mm-hmm. for your workout attire okay. joggers or leggings leggings yeah I feel <laughs> like leggings is just the move yeah leggings I mean jogger for a hike maybe no leggings 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 I feel like jogger is like I'm sitting on the couch like I'm like it's like it's not real it's like athleisure it's like for cute but if I'm doing a workout no I need support I need I need it all Mm -hmm. I feel you okay last one last one last one Mm -hmm. when you are settling in for rest and relaxation mountain cabin retreat or Mm -hmm. beach vacation Ooh, beach vacation. Yeah. Beach me, please. Beach me. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We need sun. The mel- the melanin needs it needs sun and you know that salt water. And speaking of, so one, I remember this past summer or maybe two summers ago, you posted it on socials about wearing a bikini and i was like you go girl oh hot girl summer you better just put your bikini on i was definitely having a hot mom summer which is crazy (laughs) because i for me growing up like i always wanted to wear a bikini but i never thought that my body will allow me to because people are like oh you need to have this body to wear a bikini but i was like we're working hard we're doing yes. the things we're putting on that bikini and having that reverse moment like because you know how we talked about that when you see yourself and you're like "Ooh, that's me yeah. and actually taking a picture of myself and being like oh my gosh that's me yes. like, that's- because i loved on myself this is my reward taking pictures and being like is there a bad picture she can take yeah <laughs> can we find it we can't because there's none and so I just love it because I'm like I definitely at all three years ago would not have be saying this to you <laughs> look and you look fabulous and I I love that and so if you are not following coach 
Dr. Tangie on Instagram, you need to because body positivity is the norm on her page. And that's why I love it so much. And I loved you when you put that bikini on because you were like so confident and you were just like, I look great. And I was like, she looks great. Like I felt like, you know what I mean? Like I just was so proud of you. And so if you are looking for someone to follow to make you feel good about you and them, she gonna have you cheering for her, right? You and she gonna be your best friend in your in your mind, right? Like go follow her. So where can we follow you and how can we connect with you if we want to work with you? Okay. So follow me at it's underscore Dr. Tangi. So Tangi okay. is, it's all lowercase. Tangi is spelled T-A-N-G-I-E. So it's underscore D-R Tangi. For Instagram, Instagram is where I live. That's where I love. <laughs> so there is a link in my bio to where you can fill out a quick form if you want to work with me or please shoot me a DM. I love being in my DMs. If you cannot tell already, I'm a chatty <laughs> social person. We will talk and I'll be like we are friends already so you can always hit me a dm and be like hey what's that community that you did what's that can i get a little bit more info about it i will send it to you yes (laughs) yes i love it and thank you so much for joining me today this has been such a fun conversation right and because talking about your body and size and weight for me usually ain't a whole lot of fun but this was fun and so (laughs) I feel inspired, yes, to take better care of my body, but also to love the skin that I'm in right now and accept that my body is what it is to some Mm -hmm. degree. And I just have to do my best at every stage and love on my body to the best of my ability, no matter where I'm at. Right. Because the air sandwiches I've been eating for the last, you know, and I'm working, you know, <laughs> I can't eat no more air sandwiches. I'm, I'm going to let the air sandwiches go, but I'm still going to be that girl that's stripping down to my underwear at the doctor's office when she asked me to step on the scale, like, cause God's still working on me. So <laughs> thank you again for joining us and thank you guys for tuning in to another fantastic episode of the sugar free podcast. Be sure to check back in next week for some more amazing conversations plenty of laughs and of course more of the most exquisite tea that's 100% sugar free woo chow mm-hmm. what a show we shared some good old tea today didn't we friend thank you for your presence I truly enjoyed you at the tea party and we appreciate you sipping on some sugar free tea with me your host Sid Mack Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar Free Podcast or at Sugar Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends, and be sure to keep the tea party going, a with plenty of tea. That's 100% sugar-free. Meet small business owner Mackenzie Nicole. Mackenzie's business is growing, and she needs forms and templates to legally protect her business from clients, partners, and employees. 
but she's low on cash and needs to find forms and templates that are legally binding and comprehensive, yet affordable. Not knowing where to find such forms and templates, Mackenzie was stressed until she found Formally Forms, the one-stop DIY legal shop for small business owners, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs. All Formally Forms are affordable, easy to use, and expertly drafted by a licensed business attorney and reviewed by a law professor. So what are you waiting for? Be like Mackenzie and get your Formally Form or template today.